one. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to For Geek's Sake. My name is Al Sterling, back in the studio today with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. We got co-host Liz. Hey, I'm back too. And technical director Eli. Yay, me. So let's go ahead and get this piece taken care of first. Uh, I know a lot of you were concerned. We got a lot of messages and emails and uh, concerned about my my descent into hell and Mm -hmm. what that meant. Uh, so, you know, as Dan mentioned, uh, had the ongoing saga really is what's going on here. So first, while I was gone, uh, Liz attempted to use my soul as a sacrifice to keep her young, a mm-hmm. la Picard, or I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Stewart, not Picard, right. Patrick Stewart. I mean, Picard, um, if you will. I mean, Picard too, uh, cause she didn't want to have, you know, she did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately joke was on her. My soul had already been sold to the devil. Right. So we discussed that when I came back and then, uh, we were all three of us missing last week because, uh, the devil, re- re- it turns out the devil was a listener and I knew that. And I just forgot. Mm-hmm. So he came to collect because he's like, oh, yeah, asshole, I own your soul. Yeah. So he made me go down to hell. And then Elijah uh, led Liz down into hell to come rescue me. So long story, but real awkward for me a little bit here. Uh, Elijah and Liz thought I needed rescuing. So they went through the first five of the seven circles of hell. Mm-hmm. There's seven, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, We've all read Dante's Inferno. Right. Uh, at least Inferno by Dan Brown. Uh, and the and, but unfortunately, what they didn't realize was that when the devil pulls me down to hell, he doesn't pull me down to punish me. He pulls me down as a consultant. Mm. So uh, we were actually reviewing and just kind of going yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, they actually busted in. I mean, there's blood, just gore all over them. They bust in the boardroom, and there's me and the devil and a couple of his lieutenants talking through what the third quarter is going to look like. <laughs> and so it was really just a really silly mix-up. Uh, so, but you know, we got to stay the weekend, and that was nice. I thought, you know, they. I mean. I don't know. It was really hot, and like I already did some time in Arizona, so. Well, I mean, and let me say, goddammit, like Liz leveled it up at least eight times. Nothing for me. Nope. <laughs> I, I got. I got you no drops, out, bro. I got. I got no drops. She yeah, got all the, the gear. All the loot drop went yeah. to the noob. All, yeah. All, what yeah. a surprise. I'll tell you what. You know, can't catch a break. I tell. It's not your fault, man. Yeah, maybe you weren't so squishy. You know, right? next time take Dan with you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no. Uh, actually, actually. Dan went with me on a previous visit, and he's actually not allowed back in hell. Yeah, that's another story for another time. Dan party's too hard uh, for hell. Yeah, they were. They thought it was inappropriate, and they asked him not to return. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? It's the only place I've, we've ever been together where he wasn't allowed back. Uh, but uh, anyway, couple well, that other in church. Um, right, actually, I don't know where you're going. Um, yeah. I don't think they're gonna. They're gonna you seen Lost? Uh, oh yeah, yeah okay. Going to the go. island. Yeah, there you go. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention here, real quick. Wait, wait did, our, did our did your partnership go through though? Did he sign? Oh, yeah, you're well, using Four Geeks' sake as a way to torture everyone populating right. hell. Right? right, right, right. Well, only for very specific segments of the population. Yeah, but it's, yes, it's like go. it's like layer five. It's mm-hmm. just piping. Right, uh, just on repeat, like it's like yeah. it's just mm-hmm. and actually, what they do actually on Audit- level s- auditory torture. Well, here's the thing: on level six, what they don't tell. Well, this was the part of the new deal that we made. We actually play our intro music, both in original and new intro. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they stop it just before the ding, oh. mm. and then they loop it back around. So you keep waiting for the ding, and it never comes. I uh, was actually my idea. It's growing on you, big. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting there. Uh, I want to give a real, real quick mention to uh, a very big event that we've got coming up. 
Mm-hmm. This will be on October 6th from 3 to 6 p.m. on Saturday. This will be the, uh, for geek's sake, will be uh, assisting, will be an assistant sponsor. I don't know what official thing is, but let's just call it a sponsor for the uh, event for um, uh, Heroes Park. So if you remember, Phil uh, with Heroes Park runs the nonprofit that helps reach at-risk youth through board games and Dungeons and Dragons. Phil remember dog. all that? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's that date again? That is October 6th. October 6th. From 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. From 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Lions Pride, uh, which is a fantastic Orlando City Lions Pride bar downtown right there on Church Street, like right there on Church Street proper in the middle of it all. Mm-hmm. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. We are going to have ourselves one hell of a blowout. So uh, we want you guys to come out and join us. We'll have Phil on uh to talk more about it, but just want to make sure we get that on your calendars, people. October 6th, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. It'll be happening right there at Lions Pride, which, by the way, just as an aside, yeah, yeah. is one badass bar. Yeah. Like, they got the grill restaurant thing. I got the Trosco steak. Holy shit, that Wait, was good. Wait, I'm sorry. What the what? Say that. What type of restaurant again? Just a badass bar. But then you said <laughs> like a bar and grill. It's a bar and grill. Okay. Like, <laughs> but they, go, they have alcohol. They have food. And it's like legit. Like we're got, we're we're expecting about two hundred people down there for the event, and this bar is going to hold it without a problem. I don't know what's worse that Liz doesn't understand what you're saying, or that I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been apart for a very long time. It's been too long. Uh, it's been too long. It's been too long. So that's mark your calendars. October six, three p.m. to six p.m. It is going to be fun. Uh, I think that's it. We ready to get in? We get in this thing? Yeah, yeah. Let's get in sure. this thing. We, we have like five more minutes slotted for you to ramble. Oh, okay. Well, let's sure? see what else I got. Uh, can I tell you right now? Vamp a little bit. I I did. <laughs> I'll also mention then. Uh, I I saw I saw John Wick too. I saw John Wick for the first time. Yes, it's my first time getting to actually watch the Ooh. movie. So I saw the first John Wick, mm-hmm. and I this movie came to my attention because um, I don't care. He's still T. Bradford Petrino Esquire, mm. uh, senior Ooh. legal correspondent T. Bradford Petrino Esquire, of course, yep. yep. Associates. Them's fighting words. He'd, he'd win. Um, so he uh, he told me that he felt that John Wick, the John Wick one and two, were the greatest action movies of all time. And I thought to myself, that's that's fucking that's a big statement there. <laughs> so I watched the first one and I was like, wow, that's the greatest action that, movie of all time. That is good. That's definitely up there. And then I watched John Wick two. And I'm like, holy fuck, that might be the greatest action hero, the action movie of all time. Just, that thing is insane, man. That so is does insane. It, does it make more sense to you? Did you see the meme going around when Infinity War was first oh, yeah. released I with the, s- yeah, yeah, with with the, the dog. stone in the, in the puppy, and then Thanos rips the puppy in half, and then John Wick shows up? Yes, and it is... Yeah, don't mess with that man's dog. I, I <laughs> cannot wait to see John Wick 3. I am so excited. Just, wow. So, But before he does John Wick 3, he's going to have to do Bill and Ted. If that still happens, I know. Been, I hope. Yeah. Did you oh. hear he might be married to Winona Ryder? Yes, I saw that too. That <laughs> Keanu Reeves might. They might have accidentally gotten actually married when filming Dracula. Oh my god! <laughs> now, listen. It happens. Is all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have one, th- and then sometimes things just happen. All right. Oh. It's not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, you he, just, sa- he says in uh, self-defense. It just don't worry about it. They're not usually legally binding, is all I'm saying. You usually get them <laughs> taken care of. Jesus. Anyway, let's uh, unless they're in Slovenia. Uh, let's just, let's just focus on this week in geek. There we go. <laughs> this week in geek, opening up, we have uh, the trailer, the first real trailer. I'll call it for Iron Fist yeah. season two dropped. Does anybody else think it looks good? Well, I mean, yeah, they always make the trailers look good. No, the trailer no, no, for no. Iron Fist One probably looked amazing. Yeah, we were we had some minor minor concerns. We did with the with the when the season one trailer concerns dropped. Concerns with this one, but I am I am lukewarm 
on this one, which is still two to two temperatures higher than <laughs> right. expected, right? I'm like, well, I'm like freshly cooked rice pudding that's kind of been taken <laughs> off the burner for like an hour about this Ooh, right now. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right on the cusp there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, they got a new showrunner. Right. And they put a more of an emphasis on the fight choreography. Yeah. Yes. Which was so, you mean they sorely lacking. Any you emphasis you, on you the fight they choreography? added fight choreography? Yeah, right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, and that was the first thing that I was watching. Uh, I was watching first to see whether or not, because we saw it step up and the episodes, two, I think two episodes he was in a Luke Cage season two. Yeah. You saw a pretty substantial up, you know, upswing from either Iron Fist season one and really from the Defenders. Mm-hmm. But Iron Fist season two. Yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't walk around just telling random people that he's Dar- Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. Y- yeah, yeah, that mask <laughs> protector of Kunlun. Yeah, as, as long as he just doesn't tell everybody that within the first two minutes of meeting them, we're, we're making some. Maybe good it's crowd. a disorder. Maybe it's like some type of Tourette's esque. Like <laughs> yeah. my my only you know? concern with this was he says in the trailer, "I didn't ask to be the Iron Fist." But, you, like, you literally yeah, did, you though. Did. Yeah, you yeah. had to. You kind of You went through ha- the challenges. You fought Davos. And then you beat the dragon. Yeah, that seems like asking. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's kind of all he wanted since the time he arrived in Kunlun. Right. Right. So. He went and white boy saviored the uh, small Asian country. Maybe just, they, they took just, his memory? <laughs> I just can't. I can't get over the fact that we've got Sir Loras Tyrell in a role that is not Game of Thrones related, who has a brother named Davos? Really? Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Yeah, on that? that's yeah. Am, yeah. I ju- am I just Game of Thrones nerding out over here? A little I'm bit going through withdrawals. Uh, the other less two- than a year. Less yeah. than a year. The other other two, <laughs> a couple of things that jumped out at me. Um, I liked Davos, and I think he's going to make a great bad guy. Yeah. I think I, it looks like to me my my assessment of this is that they've got stronger supporting cast for season two mm-hmm. because he looks incredible. He looks like he's going to be way more interesting to Well, watch. he was in season one, but he was still on Danny's side. In right. Right. He was his friend. And right. Yeah. I but just, I, he looks like he plays an excellent villain, and I think that's going to add a much more interesting element agreed. to this season. Agreed. And then you've got Colleen back, and she looks fantastic, mm-hmm. and Misty back. And God, I just need them to put Misty in more than one or two episodes. <laughs> let's get some, let's get some uh, 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 Daughters, of the Daughters of the Dragon going. And yeah. I, because, and I, and I'd like the, to see Luke in here too. Well, I don't know. I think they're going to at least an appearance. They're setting up Luke as more of a bad guy. So, Luke Cage. Yeah, by the end of season two. <sighs> I'm telling you, he's no spoilers. Let's just he's leave that there. He's just misunderstood. Uh huh. <laughs> so, um, I'm really looking forward to that. And there's and there's small touches here, like mm-hmm. the little things that I really enjoyed. You see. Danny still continuing to be very calm, but destroying people. And like he, there's a, there's the one part of the trailer where he's got the knife to his throat, mm-hmm. and he just just takes it and flings the guy across the room. And if you're supposed to be the world's goddamn greatest martial artist, that's what you should be doing. Right. <laughs> so that part I liked, and he did it very calmly and very smoothly. And the action was really good. So the fight choreography there was really good. And what they don't tell you is that that, that scene cuts off right before he looks at him and says, "I'm Danny Rand the Iron <laughs> 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 Defender of Kumbh. But I want to contrast that with something that you see from Misty Knight in one of her scenes where she's fighting, and you see her swing a couple times, mm-hmm. and when you do, you see her teeth bared, like her mouth open, teeth like her lips open, teeth mm-hmm. bared as she's swinging, and you see a little bit more of a frantic energy in the way that she fights. Yeah, That is accurate. That is what you would expect to see between 
the world's greatest martial artist, and an experienced brawler, which I think would be a fair assessment of Misty Knight sure. at this particular point in her career. Mm-hmm. I know experienced brawler may not have been what she was going for on her resume when she <laughs> initially started her journey, but that's where she ended up. Right. And I think that that it's a very minor, and it may seem like a very, very nitpicky, but that kind of thing shows an attention to detail, mm-hmm. uh, which was something that was sorely lacking from season one. So, come on, guys. Don't suck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, just, don't don't be teasing us. Don't. It's my pep talk in the in the mirror every morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liz. Just don't suck today. Don't suck. Let's just not suck today. It's a low bar. Let's just go with not sucking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll keep an eye and see what's got see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, luckily they've got a low bar. So yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, and they just finished shooting uh, Punisher season two. Mm. So we have that to look forward to also. Yeah, we do. Can't wait to fall into a deep, deep depression watching that season again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good depression. It's such a good depression. It's my favorite depression. <laughs> uh, up next, Google Chrome, which, by the way, I think, did you see, the article was talking about what percentage of people are using Chrome? And yeah. it's something it's like everybody, like 60%, I think, was it 60% worldwide? It was like 68. 68. Yeah. Like, worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. That is an insane percentage. Like, 68 of people don't use iPhones. 68 of people don't. It's hard to find something that is six, that applies to 68% of the population. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Did, they, did the stats say anything about Internet Explorer users? Uh, yeah, they were they, less than 5%. It said, fuck Tom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's it? Turns out Tom from MySpace, the only one still using it. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. He's doing much better than that. <laughs> uh, uh, didn't they say that the original Internet Explorer is still outperforming Edge? Oh, yeah. yeah. Edge is terrible. It's terrible. Edge is well, terrible. It just, it just cracks me out because in my line of work, I, I deal with a lot of tech and, and internet related things with mm-hmm. clients. And every time I'm troubleshooting some kind of issue with a browser, I always ask the question, well, what browser are you using? And I swear to God, I, I have the 5% because they all are like, oh, Internet Explorer. And I'm like, Click. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me take a breath. I'm going to call you back. and We're going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't have tons of issues. So I have I use Internet Explorer for work because I don't want it to touch my personal stuff. Uh, and I don't have tons of issues with it. But Edge is just hot garbage. Internet Explorer is not good. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I, I do. It's, it's not It's not good. I do the same thing. I use Safari for all my work stuff and Chrome for all my personal stuff. Yeah, I just... Anyway, so Chrome is going to speed up the Internet is the thing here. Hooray! So Yay, Chrome. It's going to do this by doing something that seems kind of obvious, but... Um, so when you load a web page, mm-hmm. uh, it loads the text. That takes nothing. That's just instantaneous, right. right? And then it starts to load images. So currently, the way that your web browser works is it loads all of the images on the page, even the stuff that you can't see because you haven't scrolled down yet. All of those images have to load, and that takes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Chrome, and a move that I think what normal people would have been like, duh, but this apparently is a lot more complicated than it sounds, is just going to start loading with the pictures that you see. And so if the page has got, if you'd have to scroll down forever and ever and ever, it's not going to load the images that you won't see yet. It'll start at the top and load those images first and then load the images that are off screen that are, that are still within the same web page. So you would scroll down to see. Yeah. I mean, it will continue loading those pages or those pictures, but it loads only the first ones you're going to see first. So you get those and then it will start loading other ones, whether or not you look at them more slowly in the background. It took us how long of the internet existing to figure that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that that's one yeah. of those things that's way more complicated in the back end. Than it seems. Yeah, it's like probably. this has been an internet enhancement request for probably the past like, 17 <laughs> yeah, years. Exactly. Somewhere else. Wasn't saying on the roadmap. It. Sorry. I told you guys so. <laughs> this, is what I, this is part of what I designed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's part of what I invented. Invented. In, he invented. Invented. 
Okay. Well, it makes, uh, it makes sense. Right? Okay, I mean, like older HTML would be, you would have had to, each website would have had to told the computer like when to stop loading versus right. HTML5, you can sort of, you can probably build that in natively where, you know, the, the browser can detect how much it needs to load. So it's rolling out slowly now. This also will be a huge boon for uh, mobile. Mm. Yeah. So you'll be able to that's, load. That's them. what it's targeted for, honestly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be able to pull that stuff down, and it will. And it doesn't seem like that will be a huge speed thing. But if it's putting all of its bandwidth towards up to door towards downloading the, uh, like two or three pictures, and then starting to grab the rest of them, it'll start to pick up the speed a whole bunch, and you're going to see, I think, a pretty drastic increase. Yeah. Uh, and with the cell phone, you're getting one picture at a time. Honestly, like right. And a web page, even a regular blog, was probably probably built with. I mean, if it's a streaming blog, you're, you're talking dozens of photos. Right. So you're going to load very fast. You're That's Streaming right. blog. Streaming blogger. You're a streaming blog. Is that our new profanity? Uh, yeah. yeah. That one. That one in Martha's Streaming Stewart. blogger. <laughs> you need like a, like like a, like a fisherman. Yeah, fisherman's accent there. <laughs> An Irish Wait, fisherman. What? Specifically. what? Wait a minute. Hold Irish, on. Irish fisherman. What is a fisherman's accent? Well, it's just, it's any accent, but more gruff. You know, like. Can we go to the next slide now? <laughs> I feel like this is going to go. I think this is going to go the wrong way. Really, I feel like, really I feel like something, something bad is going to hey, come hey. out. You let me and Liz go down whatever road we need to to resolve. I am going to ask you to our take banter. They went to hell and back for you, we sir. Did they, did, they did come to hell and back. Although, to be fair, they should have just. I, in the future, just take the elevator, guys. There's no need <laughs> to go through. All of that other stuff. You just go to the front desk. Tell me there to see me. They'll be, they'll bring the buzzing. We don't have the access code, Al. Yeah, oh, well, that's God. true. That's fair. No, that's fair. Uh, up next, more fucking Netflix. <sighs> Netflix. This is the most depressing news of the week. I think. Did we think it? Did we think it wasn't going to happen though? I. You hope not, right? You yeah. know, like you know that it always could happen, but yeah. you just hope it won't happen. Are we still? Are we still this naive? Uh, maybe. So Netflix has been apparently testing ads. Um, so here's, here's what they're doing specifically. So right now, to be clear, there's no need for panic. Maybe. Uh, they're I, doing I, this. What? I already canceled my Netflix account. Should I not have? Because <laughs> 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 it is gone. Ah! Ah! Delete. Garbage. Uh, so first Iron Fist season one. Now this. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. If you'd seen Knights of Sidonia, you'd have known it was time to cancel that <laughs> shit. The worst anime I've ever seen. No, it's not. There's a, um, there, let me tell you something. I, I, this is something I've been doing, and we might have to talk anime at some point, but I've been going and watching all these like Netflix originals, which are just B-movie-type animes that they're just yeah. porting over to Netflix. Yeah. They yeah. are god-awful. Yeah. Because what happens is you get four or five. They're probably 10 to 13 episodes long. I get halfway through four or five episodes, and then I have to re- decide, like, do I make... Like I'm done. Like this is this is a terrible investment. I can't get that much of my life back. But do I continue on? So do you finish it to off? finish the story, or right. I just cut my losses and move on to something new? <laughs> it's a hard choice to make over and over and oh. over and over again. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, Netflix original does not carry the same weight. Like for a while there, a Netflix original, you're like, oh well, oh. then I better check this out. And yeah, now I'm like yeah. a Netflix original, I'm like, eh. yeah. is this Stranger Things or is this? I don't know, some random shitty one that I haven't Knights heard of. Knights of Sidonia. <laughs> Knights of Sidonia was so terrible. <laughs> it was the first Netflix original anime, and I was so excited, mm-hmm. and I was so wrong. Anyway, Netflix is testing ads. So this is only currently happening to a very small subset of lucky, lucky people. Yeah. Uh, and it's only happening between episodes. So when you're, when you're set up on your, your, like, you hit play, and you're not going anywhere for the day, weekend, night, See, whatever. I- uh, between episodes, it will occasionally run a promo ad for another one of their shows. I feel like this is even like this is worse than putting an ad in the middle of the show because now you're just messing up someone's binge. 
This is almost more offensive than like when like Netflix calls you out on like the are you still are you watching? still watching? Because I always read it in like the are you still <laughs> watching? <laughs> like, holy shit! I thought you were asleep. <laughs> I just assumed you went for you left for work or something by now. <laughs> I want really Maybe snarky stop Netflix. watching The Office yeah. and go to The Office. Like, no Netflix, I'm having a low day. It happens yeah. sometimes. Put some pants on, watcher. <laughs> yeah, I really want to start programming the Netflix message to be like... Just get real honest. Did you want to maybe take a shower? <laughs> Have you brushed your teeth today? Listen, don't eat that pizza. <laughs> it's been sitting there for way too goddamn long, and I see you eyeing it. Don't. Fresh I'm kidding, of course. Me. You eat the pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you always eat the pizza. You always eat the pizza. Uh, so anyway, so right now it's just it's just popping up and being like, hey, if you uh, want to spend 12 hours of your life watching this show, here's the next thing you can lose a day on. Yeah, and it's all uh, it's all internal advertising too, yeah. right? Yeah, there no there's no advertisements for Audible.com, the world's leading provider of online audio uh, <laughs> or any of that stuff. We don't they don't pay for our advertisement. Fuck oh. Audible. <laughs> Fuck Audible.com. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Audible will take your money. Anyway, the point is. You're going to have the options there. So there, there's still people are, uh, of course, the Internet is reacting mm-hmm. uh, terribly to this. As Like you do. Right. They immediately, of course, I think it ruined someone's childhood. I'm not sure how that worked. Well, it's, our, it's our last bastion of like, like good content that we can receive and binge on our own. You know, uh, what's the word? Aside from HBO, Prime. HBO, Hulu. Amazon. Hulu is all. Hulu has commercials. Yeah, Hulu's not commercials. Not if you pay. Not yes, if you pay. Yes. I pay the extra cash, and I only get commercials when I watch uh, well, Agents that, of Shield. Well, that's my question. And then I get the I get I get the uh, one commercial before the episode yes. starts. Mm-hmm. And yep. let me tell you what, that's I what walk out is. of the goddamn room every <laughs> single time. That's but, what this is. What's the, the, but I only see it for Agents of Shield. I don't have it for any. None of the other shows have commercials. So this is my question for Netflix, though. So Hulu, obviously, you can pay. I, and I understand. I understand the economics of it. If they're they're trying to gain more revenue by. Mm-hmm you know, bringing in sponsors and, and, but showing, not. and showing advertisements. Hulu is no, listen, hold oh, on. Hulu. I'm going somewhere with this. Hulu is getting money because they're running ads for other companies. So obviously they're receiving sponsorship money. So of course, if you as the consumer pay more money, mm-hmm. then you can shut off the ads because then they're still getting money somehow. So you're not going to have the option to pay more and shut off the ads on Netflix because it's all internal advertisement. Like, yeah. Well, and they, so the statements from Netflix says that all they're doing is trying to uh, 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 make better suggestions. So, what Netflix to, to Netflix? What the biggest problem is, according to the stuff that they're that they're talking about here, is the uh, the thing where you know where you go into Netflix and you're like, I feel like watching something. And apparently for 45 minutes, what you watch is yourself scroll through Netflix. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. So or like when a series ends and they're like, we see that you just watched Iron Fist season one. Would you like to start? Knights of Stone. <laughs> <laughs> we have a list of other terrible shows that you've never heard of and none of your friends have recommended. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they're, I get, you know what pisses me off? Netflix's algorithm to, to suggest stuff used to be on point, right? It did. Now, this time, Disenchantment, which we're going to talk about as part of our main topic, comes up, mm-hmm. and Netflix didn't suggest it. And I'm like, Netflix... Do you what even the, know me? Seriously, right? have you, are you not collecting we've, all we've of my to, data? We've been together for how long? It's like you don't even know right. me. How, what the fuck makes you think I'm not going to watch Disenchantment? It's an animated fantasy show from the creators Maybe of they The were Simpsons just like, and Futurama. You obviously, I shouldn't even, when I walked into my house, my TV should have turned itself on and Netflix should have started playing the first episode. Come sit down, Al. Well, like, uh, that's the other thing they've started is when you pull up Netflix now, it starts playing a trailer on the banner at the top 
without you even hitting play or anything. It, yeah. What? It's got like an autoplay of the trailers. Yeah, whatever the first thing in your queue is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it yeah. Starts, starts playing. Or on, the, uh, or on your suggestions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now, it doesn't do that because I haven't, mine doesn't do that because I have an old Apple TV. Yeah, same. And uh, old, old Apple TVs are like. Uh, the new one does. Old Apple TV is just, I think literally it should say on the box, fuck you. Because right. it's just not. Right. Dan, did uh, you well, really get that friend, My friends have a, a, a I'll go and, and watch Netflix through a smart TV, mm-hmm. which I don't know how to navigate that shit at all. Like Netflix is just, it's in the computer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, just use the remote. And, and I'm and like, I'm telling you, like, I hit 30, and now that's it. I might as well just turn 85 tomorrow because I'm like, I watch the button that I need to press to do the I show. I just yell like, at the remote what I want to hear. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> you could do that on the new Apple TV. Yeah, actually, you could do that through the lottery. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Does the Apple TV, because I'm curious, because the Xbox, because I watched it on the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and they also went to these, like, much taller sort of view. Yeah. Like, they're taller and skinnier than you yeah. sort of highlight, and it all, like, opens up. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Same Apple, way. old Apple TV says no. Fuck you. That's pretty much <laughs> the only thing. It does like I wanted to well, watch. I mean, it's Apple. Like you have about six months before it just stops working. That's altogether. true. Right. I'm surprised it still it functions just, at all. Or it just bricks out. Uh, mm. Yeah, I and I like there was a new there was a new channel or new something that came out and I wanted to add it to uh, to my Apple TV and it's like no. no. Uh, <laughs> it just just said it was really weird because I searched for it and it said do you mean this and I'm like yes and it just came up the screens go fuck yourself and that was <laughs> that was all it said and I thought that was really offensive. However, it was very clear. So. Yeah. You know, communication, I guess. Uh, other thing Netflix did, by the way, removed uh, user reviews. Huh. Yeah, that was another thing that, that happened recently. Is they're like, listen, um, I know we've gotten really bad at suggesting things, but you really don't want to hear from your friends. <laughs> and, and part of me was annoyed, but part of me has read the comments on just about anything on the internet, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I spent so right. much of my time reading Amazon reviews. Are you kidding me? Amazon product reviews? Oh, Amazon reviews aren't going anywhere. Oh, my God. It's, um, it's and some of them are hilarious. Amazing. Some of them are really sad. I like, I like the overly, um, like, overly into it reviews where it's like yeah. a very basic product. <laughs> yeah, the person like the banana slicer? Yeah, they did two paragraphs <laughs> of like, I've never owned such a good banana slicer before. This thing slices my bananas so accurately and it's still perfectly good after 100 bananas. <laughs> I just, I do, I do, I read those things and I'm just like, I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm actually mostly jealous that you have time to slice 100 bananas and write two paragraphs about it. I don't have time to peel the goddamn banana. I just eat the rind. I just eat the whole damn thing. Just squeeze just, it in. All right, yourself. you, you want to know just probably the most lowbrow bit of humor that you can bring upon yourself. So go uh, Google the Amazon review for a 50-gallon drum of lube lubricant <laughs> and copy and paste the product review <laughs> into a text message and send it to somebody who has their phone hooked up to a Bluetooth somewhere where the, the, the text message will read <laughs> in like the Siri voice. <laughs> it's the best 12 and a half minutes you'll ever spend of your entire life. <laughs> I uh, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> there, I have more questions than answers here. <laughs> Many more cues than A's. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep your fifty re- your review of the fifty <laughs> gallons of lube. Is it's it, not my review. I don't know. Is <laughs> well, is but, it as good as your like? Mm, what was that breakup letter website you had us read <laughs> a while back? <laughs> oh, it's so. Moving good. on. Uh, so this was first of all, I, I you know I gotta talk about my my. I got to talk about my uh, my producer here, Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan creates uh, the graphics package for us every week. So he takes all of the articles and he finds images and he puts them together. And if you watch your YouTube, you'll see them. And you'll know that, that Dan brings it. Like, he does not phone it in on this shit. No. But I have never been so excited to see one of his graphic packages <laughs> as I was when, as I flipped through the thing before the show and saw that he pulled... 
He'd pulled Hackers, the movie. <laughs> uh, featuring, by the way, a very, very young Angelina Jolie that I'd completely forgotten about. Yeah. Right. Uh, along with... Is that most deaf? Can somebody look up whether that's most deaf? That's not most deaf. No? Okay. I was... I didn't think so, but it was blonde. Anyway. And then what's his name? Uh, Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. And then who's the who's the blonde? Uh, he eventually dates uh, Elliot and Scrubs. I think that was the main thing oh. that we... He's also... What's that? There's a... One of those political shows that are all... Everyone kills each other and is intrigued. First... Person. Like Scandal or one of those? One of those. Sure. Scandal, uh, Obstruction, um, West Wing, Right Wing, East Wing. There's so <laughs> many. He's in one of those shows. All right. Yeah. It's one of the overly dramatic ones. Okay. Lawrence Mason. Lawrence Mason. Did he do anything after Hackers? Hackers, by the way, uh, I feel like we need to go back and explain yeah. this, was, the, it was a 90s movie about hacking uh, and gave us such iconic lines as, you mess with the best, you die like the rest. He was actually in one episode of uh, Daredevil. Okay. You know, Al, I was going to call you out for being like, oh, random black guy. Is that other random black guy? But no, I, I pulled up a picture of Most Def and I totally see He it. does kind of look like Most Def. There's a resemblance. Uh, you get a, a pass. Oh, good. I was, I was so concerned. <laughs> the, okay. But anyway, so here's why we have a picture of Hackers Up. There is a 16-year-old in Australia who basically got bored. Okay. I'm, I'm skipping over some stuff, but he got bored and he wanted to get Apple's attention. Now, Apple is known he for... He wants a job at Apple. He wants a job at Apple. Uh, this was one way to go about it. Uh, it's a bold move. He uh, had the... He, uh, Apple has, has long been held as being you know, very safe and secure and you mm-hmm. won't get viruses on, on MacBooks or on Apple products, etc. So he hacked it uh, just for fun. Downloaded gigs and gigs of no, like software. Hacked. Like capital hacked. That that's Apple. true. Yeah. Like legit. Went into the area where they secure where they're, they're like he he did the equivalent of hacked into the big safe at the end of the bank. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the big one. Like, <laughs> like in hackers. He just just like in hackers. So he goes, I mean he does, <laughs> and he grabs he grabs all of this information and he's not trying to hide it. Like he no. wants Apple to know that he did it mm-hmm. and he kept it on a folder. So the, the government, by the way, Apple found out, didn't think it was funny. Uh, contacted the Australian authorities. Also don't think it's funny. Uh, so they seized all of his stuff, and they found his stuff on a folder in his computer called Hacky Hack Hack. <laughs> which is the most 16-year-old thing. I but love this kid. Did, right? Didn't he create a Hacky Hack Hack folder, though, in the I'm Apple pretty server? Sure. I, th- yeah. I thought he did, too. Like He left yeah. a folder there called Hacky Hack Hack and dumped information in there, too, <laughs> as like a proof that he'd been there. Uh, and did the whole damn thing. The, and only, then, the only thing that would make it any better is if he had named the folder, like, definitely not porn. <laughs> 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 well, and the thing is, they won't put out pictures of a 16-year-old defendant. Nope. Uh, so that's why I got hackers. Yeah, well, especially, they definitely won't do it. a 16-year-old hacker. Uh, yeah, they definitely won't do it in Australia either. So they, Australia doesn't think that stuff's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, so far, no word on whether or not Apple's offered him a job. Good news, though, buddy. I bet the CIA will. Sure. Uh, right. And whatever the Australian equivalent of the CIA is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what theirs is called, but those guys will be contacting CIA you mate. shortly. No. Stop it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, don't. Don't write that down. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it kind of hurts because, like, there's a six, there's 16-year-olds out there that are doing more in life at 16 years old, having more impact on the world than, like, I don't know, like 99% of... yeah. Yeah, and this like is all this, of our country. This, this is the the article that made you have an existential crisis. <laughs> crisis, like this I, is no. It? This happens like on a weekly basis. It's just like <laughs> just constant reminders like, of how much what better am I they are. Doing with my life, <laughs> right? Like, I, know, I believe in Vermont, there's a 16 year old running for go- for uh, governor. Oh that's yeah, a, probably that's an gonna win the office. Yeah. yeah. 
Or no, I'm sorry, Parks and Recreation. Right. <laughs> Although to be, to be yeah. let's give him a shot. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, give I, it, exactly, give him a shot. This is, I mean, it's this or the Robot Overlords. And while I still think the Robot Overlords are the best long-term solution, we're not ready. Um, in the meantime, we can just keep, we'll keep spitting into the ether and hope yeah. someone listens. Uh, I'm just really glad. But way to go, 16 year old. Uh, yeah, we yeah. have an internship opportunity for you. <laughs> it will be rather depressing and involve none of the cool stuff you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also won't pay you. So give us a call. <laughs> Actually, I don't have a phone what number. What would be really impressive, impressive is if he could get our subscriber numbers up. <laughs> I think that would be more impressive than that. No, Can you hack Chase or Fairwinds, please? <laughs> Let's just, just fuck that noise. I, I got a student loan. If you can do something about that. Steal, I don't need to steal from anybody. Just add some zeros to the account. Oh, just like not a lot. Just a couple. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a few. Like uh, money's all virtual anyway. Just totally add a zero. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, he, he hacked Apple. 5000 Dogecoin, please. <laughs> <laughs> don't use bitcoins. Uh, I checked again. I'm still losing money on don't that one. Keep, stop saying it live on the air. Oh, I keep doing it. Every time. I keep bitcoin, doing bitcoin, it. Bitcoin, bitcoin. <laughs> it just dropped 5,000 more dollars. Uh, yeah, it's not doing, it's not doing and, well. And, and how much, how much is like, I don't, I don't really know, but how much mud on the face is this for Apple? Uh, because I don't follow Apple. It's I can not care a, less. It's not a great for them, but they've, they've, not exactly been spotless recently. Uh, if you'll recall the massive celebrity hack that with all of the uh, the celebrity news uh, that true. were dropped mm-hmm. in videos, a lot of those were pulled off of the the cloud, mm-hmm. uh, Apple iCloud, which was also supposed to be very secure, and then it turns out wasn't. So oh no, your nudes aren't secure. Believe it or not, who knew? Well, I think this kid didn't yeah. like how. <laughs> How everyone else does it, you know, they they contact some administrator or some high level person just and get their their password from them, you know, just like social tri- engineering. They just trick them out of it and then yeah. use that. It's really it's yeah. amazing. That's the weakest link and the strongest security. You know, like this, they, there is some idiot out there who's going to be like, "Oh, you're the password maintainer. Here's my passwords." <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like I'm serious. I want to try. I bet mean, if you were to call around and go, "Hi, I'm out with password maintenance. We wanted to view your passwords. What's your password for this?" I guarantee you, there are idiots who are going to oh, start giving you their passwords. I, over under, I'm saying 75. percent uh, Yeah, I, <laughs> what's the number to the Oval Office? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so um, I uh, uh, we're talking. We're going to talk talk cartoons here. We're doing an animation investigation. We're having we're, we're having a very uh, self serving Al episode. Hell yes. <laughs> well, I was talking in, about cartoons. I was in hell. It was a business trip. And <laughs> by, well, actually, and by hell I mean Detroit, which. Eh, <laughs> Uh, so actually what prompted this, uh, was the, a couple things happened kind of all at the same time. Um, the trailer, the first full trailer for Star Wars Resistance, which was the new animated Star Wars show that we talked about earlier, had more of an anime feel to it. Uh, Uh, that full trailer dropped at the same time as the season finale for DuckTales aired Mm. at the same time, the disenchantment, which is the, uh, the, the fantasy series that came from the Matt Gro- Groin? 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 Whatever. The creator Groin. of... Whatever it is. For, uh, the, guy, the guy who created The Simpsons and Futurama. So him. And then on top of that, uh, Voltron had its own little controversy come out. So... Um, Where do we start? Uh, we got... Well, we're going to start with Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, that's but the easiest. I, I wanna, but what I want to kind of talk about here, kind of from from that broad from the broad perspective, we had an episode a while back where we talked... I actually wasn't there. It was... Uh, uh, we had Scott Horn yeah. and Liz talk through a bit about BoJack Horseman and Rick and Morty. And I want to do... I want to have a much more thorough discussion about that and about those types of animated series because I think they're important. Well, we're still going to do a um, full Rick and Morty episode. Right, that Seven too. more episodes, baby. There's seven. There's some. There's time for plenty of episodes. Uh, but Boom, you know, big we, reveal. 
we talk about a lot of the what what do we call like really the adult focused cartoons. You mm-hmm. know, again, your Rick and Morty's, your South Parks, those kind of things. Uh, but three out of four of these are really geared towards children. Um, disenchantment, not so much. But the other three right. are really geared towards <laughs> children. <laughs> disenchantment, definitely um, not, <laughs> not at all. But but there there's still so much going on with them, and there's such a high quality piece. So the other thing I want to kind of get out there up front too is. In order to enjoy a lot of these things, you have to be able to get past the fact that it's a cartoon. Uh, and if you grew up and you're around, you know, you're around, your, if you're in your 30s, if you grew up in an era where watching Saturday morning cartoons was a thing that you did, yeah. mm-hmm. it can be really hard for you to make that mental jump to go from, you know, if cartoons are designed to make me laugh or to be like, you know, offensive humor, a la Rick and Morty, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and understand that these things are a viable way to tell a really in-depth and engaging story, mm-hmm. that can be a hard jump for a lot of folks. It's not what they're used to. And if that's not your bag, no problem. I get it. Um, those of us that grew up watching a lot of anime, this is a lot more obvious to us, I think. Yeah. Uh, anime has been doing heavy stories and big epic stories forever. So this is just America, American animation starting to catch up to well, continuing to catch up to where Japan's been for a long time. So, would that be fair? Yeah, totally. Okay, that a decent enough primer for us to jump in? I think so. Okay, sure. so let's start with Star Wars Resistance. I love, by the way, there's nothing up here I didn't like. I just want to be clear about yeah. that. I'm big on, I, I'm happy with all of these things. I know, I know, it's a surprise. There's big cartoons and I was a big fan, but... Uh, but I want to. I'm going to go last here. What did you now, Dan? Wh- wh- where were you at on this one? Um, How big a Star Wars? You're, you do you like you love Star Wars, right? I love Star Wars. Yeah, I know you're not as far down the rabbit hole as I am, right? Uh, and that's I, fine. I, no one really. It shouldn't. No, this should be. The, the door should close before you get this deep. Yeah. Uh, but that's uh, with the the previous cartoons. I haven't really been into the animation style, mm-hmm. and this is a different style. But it, they managed to find another style. That I don't like. <laughs> All right. So that's, well, so that's where Dan I'm at. ever the optimist. <laughs> well, and so, so this is so what they're doing with Star Wars Resistance is they, this is what this is a, a computer generated cell shading is the name is the term for yes. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the other Star Wars ca- uh, animated series that's Clone Wars and Rebels, mm-hmm. um, both used uh, uh, the computer generated but without the the same type of cell shading. Uh-huh. So I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. I think that the everything the way I heard it described best everything but the people looks amazing. Yes, it, you know that is exactly correct. Like I watched yeah. it, okay, so I watched it and like I looked at it like it is very like high end anime. You mm-hmm. know, like when you watch an anime, they not the fillers like the legit episodes where like the lead animators are doing this type of stuff. Right, like all the motion with the uh, with the ships flying around, like it's it's amazing animation. But then they show the people. And it's like I don't like the stylization of the characters. Yeah. Essentially, there's there's a lack of facial features. Yeah, yeah. it's very car- it's it's too cartoony, right? Right. Especially when you're talking the Star uh, Rebels and, um, and Clone Wars. And Clone Wars, like they're hyper realistic, sort of. And right, I, I think I actually prefer if Matt Groening did a Star Wars cartoon. <laughs> I think I would prefer that style. Over this. What'd you think? So I don't really have much of a baseline to compare it to because I have not watched the previous Star Wars cartoons. Right. I'm into it, though. I like the animation style. To me, I mean, for the comparison that I make is I'm one of those weirdos that considers Wind Waker one of my favorite Oh yeah, Zelda games. Oh, and no, so that's it's very, very similar. So You're, it's I'm, very yes. Wind Waker reminiscent. So yes. I'm very, I'm very 
into the animation style because it reminds me of that. And so it's very like kind of bright and, and engaging. And, um, I, I do, I do agree with you on the, on the people though. It's yeah. not, they're, it's a little weird. Creepy. Almost, you know, like, well, and we have to remember that star Wars resistance in particular. And I think the thing that I'm the most excited about is this is geared towards a younger audience. Yes. Cause right. if you watch clone wars or, or rebels, yeah, that like the first season is like, okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden by season four or five, it's gotten dark. Let me tell you, people are getting executed. Like I, shit's I going it, down. I made it to season three on uh, clone Wars so far. I'm like eight episodes into season three. And I was thinking about this last night as I watched an episode, I was like, you know, if, if you made a drinking game for every time a stormtrooper died, oh, not like aw. off screen, but like visibly yeah. murdered dead on screen. Yeah. Y- you, you could, Alcohol poisoning kill like an entire village, of <laughs> <laughs> like a large village of. That's people. like drinking every time a red coat dies. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. there's the thing too. So like a red. So the red coats. So with the, with with Clone Wars, the whole the whole premise of the show is that you learn about you. You know from the from the from the prequels that mm-hmm. they're all clones. Mm-hmm. But these. But now you tell the story of these clones, and these clones are individual people with their own hopes and dreams and fears. Oh, 99. Oh, and you get into them, and you get to know them. And then they murder them because it's war. Oh. Yeah. And they die. And they mourn the loss of their brothers yeah. who, I mean, like anytime you hear soldiers refer to each other as brothers and sisters all the time. That's yeah. very normal. Now, imagine they literally looked exactly like you and you were literally their genetic copy and watch them get mowed down. They go back ah. to the genetics facility where they're raised and trained <laughs> and you watch them get killed and murdered there as children. Yeah, the episode last night. Uh, some just I know we're. This is more uh, clone troopers talk, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm watching it and I'll see you're you're all in. <laughs> the the black market because I never watched it all the way through and it's amazing. So the black market guys brought in like goods and they're trying to make more money. So they water down the beverages with a certain ca- substance that mm-hmm. they have excess of, so they can make a higher profit. Uh, not you know they, the guy says, hey, well that's going to be toxic. It's, not in the concentrations we're doing it. Yeah, it kills like millions of children in schools. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like they show them carrying around on gurneys and like holding their stomach and dying. Oh, it's it's Yeah, this it's doesn't, real. This it's doesn't a, mess it, around. It gets real. So the so, point yeah. is Star Wars resistance though. Oh my god. Child friendly. Child friendly. That child friendly. And you know, I've got a ten year old and I showed him this trailer and he went, meh. Really? Because your because your uh, oldest doesn't like the hyper realistic animation, right? He uh, so he did, was it the story or the animation that didn't do it for him? That's what I asked him. He goes, "I just like my Star Wars to be real people." Well, okay. John Favreau's got a live action so, one. It's going to be a little dark, but he can go that route. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he's more into the movies like me. He he's just the animated Star Wars just doesn't grab him for okay. whatever reason. Yeah, it was eleven, ten, eleven movies he can go back and watch. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so there's so there's Star Wars Resistance. I personally, I think I'm coolest on it out of the four of these things. Um, I just want to wait and see what they're gonna do. But if I can get if I can get either one of my kids into this, mm-hmm. I, it's gonna be my new favorite show. Yeah, I just really want to get them excited about it, and I'm not comfortable with them watching um, children getting murdered by by corporate poisoning. It's bad. Yet. So uh, yet. Yet they can handle it later. <laughs> let's do let's do disenchantment. No, next. no, we we have we got let's we gotta save best for last. Oh, so then we're gonna talk about Ducktales last. That's what I was gonna do. Well, mm. that's what I was gonna do. What up, Liz? <sighs> right there. Boom. Most re- twins, most actually. relevant last to 
our audience? I'll tell you what. Let's go Voltron. Let's put the <laughs> difference. Right, we'll go right. Voltron next, okay? So Voltron's been out for a while. You can check it on Netflix. It's, I think, five seasons. I think five or, five or season six. I'm, like, on season three now. So we first got to remember what Voltron was, okay? okay? Voltron yeah. was a crappy 80s anime that was... It wasn't whoa, crappy. Whoa, Cra- whoa, I'm sorry. Whoa, whoa. It was a cheesy 80s anime. You can argue me cheesy. Still stings a little bit, no. but I'll, it's okay. I'll allow it. It was. It, it doesn't hold up. It does it, not. No, it does not yeah. hold up. Yeah. That, that was I it anime with. technically? Yeah, uh, it was. It was one of your first examples of Americanized anime. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Literally, well, none the, of those cartoons in generation holds liked. up. Oh, there you one. go. So the it's it's the the original anime paper thin as far as plot was concerned. Uh, <laughs> it was mostly designed to sell toys. Uh, like and the toys were amazing. And the toys were amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. The toys were amazing. Uh, and, you know, so was Ninja Turtles. So I'm not exactly, like, getting all uppity about it. Right. I'm just, uh, most of our favorite cartoons were just designed to sell toys. It was like, what if uh, Captain Planet and the Transformers were combined into one thing? Yep. And that's basically what you got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so from that premise comes the new Voltron, which somehow manages to take that paper-thin story and develop it into one of the most engrossing, epic like it's it's insane. The first season was very hard for me to get through. The first season struggled in points. It was kind of silly. I didn't really care about the characters, uh, but it now has gotten deeper and deeper. And and the 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 animation is amazing. And the characters are really engaging. And they've done some really interesting things. They revealed one of the characters as a girl, like months after like, like I think we're like halfway through season two yeah when one of the characters like I'm a girl and everybody else is like you're a what <laughs> uh, but it was done in a way that was actually pretty decent and then most recently there has been a large controversy because one of the other main characters one of the leaders of the of Voltron uh, turns out to be gay yeah and, and they never say it no but everything lead there's always hints and they, they it's written since like day one it's right. not like all of a sudden, like, hey, we're going to turn this character gay. Right. Once it sort of starts revealing itself, um, if you, you, can, you can tell in the plot device, but you look back and you go, oh, all that makes sense now. I'm right. sorry. He's revealed as gay, and that's controversy in today's day and age. Did anybody <laughs> watch Pokemon? <laughs> the, well, Jesse? Yeah, mm. Team Rocket? He literally is always carrying a rose. But they never show him with another male. Oh. Well. Right. Whereas this one, they like th- there's like so for instance in this the uh, I can't remember the character's name, but he has he's Shiro. going what's that? Oh, you know what? That's not. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. So he's going through, and there's they they talk about backstory back when they were back home, and there's a lot of references and stories to a certain like significant other. Mm-hmm. But later on, you go they they you should find out, and you see that it's it's a man, you know, mm-hmm. and you go oh all those stories oh sheds like a whole new light on uh, what he's talking about. Right, my best friend turns out to be yeah. Uh, and that was what I was, and I, I, so, you know, we've had Forrest on a couple times, uh, and you know, Forrest is a Forrest is gay. Uh, I know that's a shock. I know a lot of you didn't realize that. Uh, so he actually had been watching Voltron as well. So when I was reading a bunch of people were getting up in arms about it, I, you know, I was, I, I knew what I thought after watching it. And so I was, I was curious what Forrest's opinion on it was. And Forrest looked at me and he's like, everybody who's saying this is not watching the goddamn show. That's the only thing I can tell right? you. Mm-hmm. So they handled it with, I think they, the thing was that I think the way a lot of folks expect it to, uh, expect a gay character to be portrayed is that they're supposed to be gay first. 
and then everything right. else second. It becomes a yeah, like um, what, what we've seen representation wise in the media and in you know arts and entertainments thus far has been somewhat of a caricature. Right. You know. Right. I mean, if well, you, and this one they kind of they kind of fool you, right? Like they they peel back the curtains a little late on you. So it's, right. it's a surprise. Right. Yeah. They did well, something similar to that in Supergirl where her oh, sister yes. yeah, it's true. comes to a realization through the first two seasons of the show realizing that she's gay yeah. and and coming to terms with that. Right. But but they I think I think we in media I, th- I think I think that that in in general we expect our uh, uh, our homosexual characters to be more like more like Jack and less like Will. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's Will and Grace. Uh, <laughs> Just Jack. Right, so you have Jack, who is who is your traditional? I don't know. Is, is uh, flaming? Like he's just really out there, and he's, he has the list, but I he has the whole thing. Al sounds every well, time we talk about these things. Well, I mean, you're trying to find a way to say what I mean. There's different subcategories because I mean, like I feel like Will is a from if we're going Will and Grace, Will is a representation of just a a, a man in American society who happens to be gay. Right. Right. Okay, and then Jack is. A queen, if you will, you mm-hmm. know what right. I mean, and that mm-hmm. not necessarily saying that doesn't exist, but but it does it that, absolutely but exist. But does that exist? And there's so much fun. But do, they are. But does that exist more so because like we've kind of created that stereotype, or right. did, like who came first, the queen or the? I don't know what the, 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 the <laughs> Jack or the Will. Exactly. The Jack or the Will, I guess. But well, but, and the, that's a, but the perfect culmination of it all is Cam from Modern Family. Just. Cam? Cam, you gotta love some Cam, no. dude. Come on, what? <laughs> I no, do, no, no. I do love Cam. He is queen, but he is f- from the farm and can do okay, it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. he throw football like a boss. Yeah, okay. Oh, I love you, some right. Cam. He is. All right, all right, <laughs> I get, it, I get. It. But well, anyway, so the, <laughs> yeah. but so so that's so. But the thing about this is that the way the show has handled this, to my mind, yeah. was done really, really well. And it's a part of a larger story arc, and it's a part of what's going on here. And this show. Is got the enough silliness for my five-year-old to love it. He loves watching Voltron with me, but there's enough story going on that I'm watching it going, oh God, what's gonna happen next? Oh God, what's gonna happen next? Um, and and it's been really, really great. So uh, this was one of the shows I tried watching with my son. Yeah. And so I put it on, and after about 15 minutes, found myself getting up and walking away. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's not the easiest. And, he finished it out. Season one, season <laughs> one was rough, and and that's unfortunately you don't get to have a bad first season when you have a children's show. <laughs> that doesn't really yeah. work. Like you can't. Uh, but but it, it's it's come along and it's been worth it. So if you're looking for a decent, like that's just been one of the best uh, animated series. So uh, up next, let's talk Disenchantment. We're doing Disenchantment next. I want to save Ducktales for last. We're being selfish, and I like it. Hell yeah! All right. I was in Detroit. Uh, I was the- in hell. <laughs> That's what I said. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's. So Dan is the Eli's biggest. Me crazy eyes over here. <laughs> Dan is the biggest Simpsons fan at the table. Yeah. Period. Uh, there's not even you know, nobody argued with you. You know that word. Nope. So I would say I'm the biggest Futurama fan at the table. Then. Uh, Dan will give you a run, but I don't know how we're going down. Let's let's save that for later. All right. All uh, right. What was your? So let's ask you. Start with you. What was your? What did you think of Disenchantment? How many episodes have you watched? Uh, like. Six. Okay, so you got through. So Disenchantment dropped on Netflix, so the whole first season's available, and I think yep. there's, what, nine or ten episodes in it? I'm looking it up. Okay. Confirm. Um, Such a well, no, we'll save that for a second and tell us what you thought of the show. Uh, I enjoy oh, it. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it didn't grab me right off the bat like Matt Groening's other work. Okay. You know, like, I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm in. Right. But, like, that first episode of Futurama, for instance... 
Oh my god! Like you're in it from the very first second. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, this one just didn't seem to have quite that head of steam starting off. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like the the slight evolution of the style. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. Uh, I freaking love the little demon guy. I, Lucy. I wasn't. <laughs> Lucy. I wasn't Lucy. in until Lucy showed up. The cat. Uh, yeah, and then I was just like, oh my God, like the one he curls up in her feet next to the fire. I was just like, this is so, so perfect. You'll <laughs> be here forever. <laughs> and Elfo, the, I mean, the, the, the two little sidekicks, those are my favorites, uh, yeah. you know, in, in this series so far. Um, I, I could use a little bit more from uh, the lead herself. Um, yeah. You know. I feel uh, like, do you, just, do you find yourself just like automatically comparing her to Leela? Yeah. Like if we've got like a female lead integrating animation you know what I mean? And like, yeah. and what's going to hold up to that? You know, right. Female bender. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that the demon? Isn't the demon yeah. the bender of the shit? Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. The oh, demon yeah. is the bender. And obviously the elf is the fry. Like no, she's the, she's the bender of the show. She's oh yeah, she's rough, the alcoholic. Yeah, she's okay. an alcoholic. <laughs> she's a she's partier <laughs> gambler. Uh, the demon's so, very sly and just like cool. Like he's ultra cool. Yeah. You know, so yeah, what, I'm so, on six and there's 10 episodes. Okay. Uh, now, we're, so I take it you were also pretty I'm, pretty in here. I'm only t- I'm only about two in. I think we okay. did one and two. Yeah. So what would you what do you think it so far? So I I am I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not I'm not like hook hooked, but I'm enjoying it. I it's, it pleases me. It I'm feels, happy. It well, feels to me like Matt Groening was like, oh my god, I'm on Netflix. Like I'm not restricted by Fox's rules by <laughs> network television rules. And he just doesn't know quite how to yeah, handle that. Yeah, it's like that. too much freedom. Right. Yeah. Too loose, too fast. Well, yeah. But his shows aren't necessarily action packed type, like, I guess Futurama can be, you know? Yeah. But Simpsons isn't, uh, you know, for sure. So, like this, I'm three or f- four episodes in as well. It didn't grab me either. You know, I love it, mm-hmm. but I found that I, I love it more watching it like the second, uh, the episode a second time through because yeah. you see more because what's good about the show isn't like the overarching plot devices and, and story because it's not, there's nothing like of, of, there's nothing that grabs you. There's nothing really exciting, but there are these little like ticks of comedy, right? You know, like when they're walking into the forest and the sign says like, like, you know, whatever forest, um, Beware the racist antelope. Oh yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. then when they yeah, fall asleep by the fire, the antelope comes truck, trucking by. It's like, <laughs> Human ends in health. <laughs> <laughs> like a stomping off. You know, or the same in the same note, like when they fall asleep by the fire, she's like, It's time to go to bed. And she lays down and says, Y'all can sleep on my feet. I call it the friend zone. You're never getting and out of there. Lucy's <laughs> laying down, he's like, he's like, get comfortable, uh, Elfie, that you'll never get out of here. <laughs> you know, it's, just, oh, yeah, it's good. There is well, so there's many a little, lot of that trademark oh, humor. T- tons of it, but that Throughout that's it. what makes it good. Right. And if you're not catching that, I don't think the show's gonna grab your attention. Yeah. Well, and I, I, so what I wanted, what I was looking for from the show and it hasn't happened, and I think I'm on five, I think. I, wanted, I want them to leave the damn kingdom. I want them to take the show on the road. That's what I thought that the story was going to be about. Yeah. They and were going like, to be out questing. Exactly. That they were going to go run away from home and go out to see the That's world. That's what you or, think. I mean, the trailer leads you to believe something like that. Right. For sure. and, and, and I'm with you, though. Bean is the least interesting of the three characters, but she's still a pretty interesting character. Yeah. And it's fun to see a, uh, uh, you know, a hard-drinking, violent, alcoholic princess. That's a fun twist on the on the typical trope. Did, what are you suggesting that people like don't listen to the show every week? I'm right here. <laughs> ah, <laughs> you say Liz is not a princess. <laughs> uh, I think the rest of it down. <laughs> episode six is where they kind of start stepping out of the kingdom a bit. I think. Okay. Well, then that's what I'm looking forward to because I but I did, I but I laughed out loud at every single episode, mm-hmm. and that 
that says a lot. I will say yeah. my favorite part of the first episode is the whole introduction to Elfo and like and Elfland yeah. and him leaving yes. and just the whole you know like you know you'll never return, not even Returno. Like, <laughs> was... All that and, and Shaco like wah <laughs> like all of the all of the whole Elf thing. I want more of that. Like that was. That was that, but, that tickled well, me. Well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of different styles of comedy. Like that's like there's a lot of aspects like that. There's BoJack Horseman, you know, and and character where it's like it's very cynical or like right. uh, hypocritical in nature. Like, but you gotta you gotta if you don't catch it though, right? It's not oh, gonna slide right it. past you. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I think this does have some rewatch in it, uh, uh, yeah. which is nice. Um, and I, I'm, I think that, but I think you're right. I think Graining needs to get, I think season two for this show is going to be, is going to be where you see it take off. Yeah. I think he's going to get his feet underneath him. He's going to get one of them underdone and get back in the saddle. I think in a lot of ways, yeah. uh, and be able to work under, under Netflix's rules, which is going to be, like you said, a lot more free. And I think we're going to see this show go just nuts. Well, you know what? Yeah. Damn, you're definitely right. Because. Matt Groening. 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 I got every, every letter. <laughs> um, you can tell, like, by watching through, as you go through episodes, it's, that's maybe why it's hard to, to catch your eye because it's so incohesive. Like, they're doing so much in so many different styles as they go through. Plus, it doesn't right. follow any of the, the typical, like, fantasy arcs. Right. right. Like, like, she takes this guy that takes this, you know, would-be husband to get murdered by the mermaids, yet they're walruses. Yeah, then he comes <laughs> out of the walruses to save everybody. Like, there's so many twists and turns. Yeah. It's like when he's walking down the aisle at the wedding and he's yeah. like, "Hello, ladies, yeah. <laughs> you're all invited." <laughs> so there's so many mind fucks. You're just like, "Well, uh, yes. that's a thing." But I like the twist on the traditional tropes. Yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. You're absolutely right. The the each episode is heavy. Like there is so much going on. Yeah. And what is a seemingly pointless episode? Um, and I think in that way, and I just I, I think this is worth noting here too because. Listen, South Park's got a lot that goes on behind the scenes. You don't catch it. Family Guy's been doing that. Seth MacFarlane's mm-hmm. been doing that for a long time. Dan Harmon and Rick and Morty obviously has been doing that. BoJack Horseman. But Mofuggas, this is Matt Groening. This is the guy who started OG. all this shit. This is the OG. Right. And I feel like one of the things that he does with this first season, even the first five episodes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is look at all of the other people and be like, hey, y'all. Simpsons did it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so just, just, just sit down because class is in session. I've been known to do some tricks. Yeah, just well, and even if you go back and you look at season one of The Simpsons, there's a lot of that season where they're just getting their feet underneath them. Exactly, they're just they're creating the world. They're they're getting you used to these characters and situations. And once you pass that point, now the gloves are off. Right. You know. Right. 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 And, and I think that's what this season. Yeah, see what this people respond to. to. Yeah, for sure. right. Exactly. Exactly. Too. And if I'm and I'm tell you what, dude. If I was Trey Parker, Matt Stone, if I was Seth MacFarlane, Dan Harmon, Mofuga, I'm watching this shit with pen and paper in hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just time to go learn. So anyway, Disenchantment looking really, really good. It does. I think it takes a little bit to get it going, but once it does, man, this thing's gonna take off like a rocket. And it's it, like we said, this is not meant for kids. So no. so no. the no. jokes are not as in your face. Yes. As you're used to with a Matt Groening joint. Yeah. Except for the part where the guy's head is stuck on a sword for like four oh episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was hysterical. It keeps going. It, I they know. Keep, just, oh, my God. Like, it's the Elfo testicle punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> Will you? <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, so there's that one. All right. So we're going to end up our conversation with DuckTales. So here's the thing. <gasps> I'm so this I just show, watched it last night. This show had no business being good, okay? This was an obvious... I mean, if the, what this show should have been, 
Okay, let's put it that way. In yeah. 2018, what this show should have been was a lazy cash grab trying to pull at our nostalgia. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what this should have been. But Michael Bay didn't make it. <laughs> Snap. Uh, and, <laughs> well, and look, Disney's done some, some shameless cash grabs that they just managed to look real pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you every live-action remake of a perfectly good animated movie. Cars 3. Cars 3. You know, I wasn't mad at Jungle Book, though. I wasn't, no. Yeah. Or, or, or uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. They oh, were fine. I was fine. real mad at Beauty and the Beast. They were, but, but let's be honest here. It, it just, those feel like Disney has out of new ideas. Yeah. So they're going to go back to the trough and do, reskin a bunch of stuff they've already got and try to make more money off of right. it. Okay. And they're, don't, now I say that as the guy who's going to be first in line to see Will Smith play Genie oh my and God. the new Aladdin. Right. Okay. Exactly. So I'm not, I, co- I'm, I was about to say, yeah, I'm still going to do not, it. Could they not get Sinbad? Like, I don't you're getting muted. Kazam. <laughs> Will Smith. I know. We know what you're, you're, I know what you're doing. What about Shaq? Could, we, could have had Shaquille O'Neal? Do you want to get muted too? Because that's how you get muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But DuckTales, I, that was what DuckTales should have been. And we saw it when the cast dropped. I was started to get, I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got David fucking Tennant? You got right. Doctor Who? Right. Yeah. As Scrooge McDuck? You got the Purple Man. You got the you got the Purple Man, man as <laughs> you've got you got three different actors for Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Yeah, not just the same <laughs> one. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's crazy. So like the cast was looking pretty good. Abed playing Huey. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Now I started. I was starting to get cautiously optimistic. That first episode dropped, and it's actually two episodes. It's forty minutes, and you, by the way, can see the entire first two episodes. It's just like one big story. It's kind of like it's like a pilot, and mm-hmm. then it leads into the main theme song and then we kind of like start the first episode is how right. I would describe it. So yeah, so it's 40 minutes, it's two episodes. You can catch the entire thing com- uh, on on your on YouTube. It's available for free. Um but from the first episode, DuckTales comes out swinging for the goddamn fences. Oh my god. And and, and, and I was so so yeah, you've been talking about this. We've been talking about this for the longest time, kind of like following this from like the first announcement to the cast announcements to we we the theme song we reviewed yeah, the theme song yeah, when yeah. it dropped. You know what I mean? And so it's like we've been following this for so long. And I know you started watching it when it first aired. Oh, you're damn right. And I didn't because I was just like, look, I, I get that this is very exciting news, but I loved Ducktales so much when I was a child, and I was so afraid to watch this because I didn't want to be disappointed. I didn't want right. to be, you know, I I didn't want somebody to be like shitting on my childhood. And I just, so I just never really gave it a chance, neither here nor there. I wasn't really like upset about it, but I just, I just didn't go there. And so then when, you know, we talked about doing this for the show today, I grabbed the first episode and I have not laughed this hard at a freaking cartoon since probably like, I don't know, like Rocco's Modern Life. Launchpad. Oh my god! Oh my god! Launchpad! Oh my god! He's hilarious! Like hooray! We did! Oh no! The ground! Like I just I I died! It was it like he's so funny! It's so funny! It's and so I great! Fly plane. Uh, I can fly plane. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. Uh, and there's so much going on here too. And there's so much. And here's the thing. So I've watched. I w- this is the show when. When, when, like, maybe once a week, when my wife and I are both like, I'm not cooking. Are you cooking? No. Fuck it. It's pizza night. Which, <laughs> by the way, is what every family does across America. And screw you if you get all uppity on me. So it's either Little Caesars or, or Pizza Hut, depending upon whether or not I'm feeling bougie. Uh, <laughs> and we, oh, no. Pizza Hut's your bougie? 
Yeah, we're poor. So uh, <laughs> also delivery, which is the other big piece yeah, here. Yeah. I can grab Little Caesars on the way home, or I can order the because it's seven ninety nine for delivered to two topping large, delivered to the house. It's a good deal. Tell me you're getting down on those hut rewards. Uh, oh, am I getting down on those hut rewards? Of course <laughs> I am. Up? Don't even ridiculous. All right. So anyway, so we sit down in front of the TV, and DuckTales is what we watch. And I have watched every episode of this damn show so many times. And it's still good. <laughs> and towards the end, my, use my wife as a barometer because my wife is uh, uh, is, a, is better a, than you. Well, yes, but that's not the, that's not news. Yeah. Um, but she's she's my barometer because whereas I'm a hardcore geek, she's like a, a, I think a casual geek she's is probably geek adjacent. Yeah, yeah. She like she skeptical en- geek. Well, no, she enjoy. I mean, she enjoys the geek stuff. She she loves going to see the Marvel movies with me. Like mm-hmm. that's she genuinely likes it. She doesn't just pretend for my sake. Yeah, because uh, she doesn't pretend for my sake ever. That's true. So she's like, no, this that's, is dumb. That must be really sad for you. Uh, you get used to it. It's been thirteen <laughs> years. I get, I just cry a little bit. And move on. The point here is the um the uh, so it started out where she was watching the show and she was into it or whatever. So we got to the season finale, and she looks at me and she's like. I already suggested before watching it without the kids because they talk and I want to watch it. And uh, and she's like, no, it's for the it's something we do as a family. Season finale comes around. She goes, so do you want to watch us before we see it with the kids? Because I need to see what's going on here and I don't want them screwing it up. <laughs> so that's when I knew that we were kind of all in. But <laughs> the epicness of what's going on here, the full story arc, this thing, I, have, I, I don't know if I would go this far, but one of the reviews I saw on this said that this is an American Doctor Who. As in, like, grand epic adventures, large story arcs, characters that you care about. I'm sure it's also because David Tennant plays Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I right. think that's, that uh, plays into it largely. I think, I think that may be a bit of an overstatement. Does that make Donald the companion? Mm, sort of. <laughs> uh, and even Donald's character plays in, I mean, they're, these are fully fleshed out characters. You know the difference between Huey, Dewey, and Louie and what they do and how they act. In a way isn't that it, you never had before. Isn't it Don Cheadle that's playing Donald now? Yeah, there's a there's a moment in the finale where his voice he starts to talk like a normal person, and uh, they use Don Cheadle yeah. uh, to play Donald Duck's actual voice, <laughs> and it's brilliantly done. Oh, yeah. that's funny. And the and the guest goes, uh, 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 Lynn Manuel, Manuel Miranda plays Gizmo Duck. You've got Jim Rash, who's the dean from Community, who plays Gyro Gearloose, mm-hmm. an angry psychotic Gyro Gearloose. I mean, just piece after piece after piece. Webby, uh, who was an obnoxious uh, 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 cash grab to get female girls to get little girls to watch uh, uh, Ducktales in the original series, mm-hmm. plays a goddamn badass who literally can beat the shit out of all three of the boys <laughs> without a problem. Like, there's so much going on here that is so well done. I cannot say enough about this. This is the best animated series I have watched. Probably, it is up there for me with. With 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 Star Wars Rebels and and Avatar: The Last Airbender, like it is. Well, it's almost like when I when I finally sit down and watched it because I only watched it the other day. Now that I was like, hey, because I, I don't have cable or none of those, no no way to actually watch it. So I finally watched the one that they put out for free, and I was like, God damn! Like, did they give the original go to the original writers and say, you know, if you could take this cartoon you created and make it something more, what would you do? It's like that's what they did because I've never seen something that was so true to the original I think spirit it, of the show. Yet yeah. I think it's better than that. I think yeah. it's kids who grew up watching the original series. Yeah, that are now adult writers. Yeah, yeah. writing things like Community, and they're going, okay, now what if we did this, but made it actually serious? Like, well, but that stuff happens all the time, and you lose something in translation, or they go too far. Like right. this, so perfectly captures again, the spirit of the of the original. Again, not Michael yeah. Bay. 
<laughs> not Michael Bay. So actually, it's funny you should mention that. So what what draws this here is the inspiration for the original DuckTales cartoon mm-hmm. was actually a series of comic books. And when we talk about comic books, I'm talking like Archie comic books, right. not like you know a traditional graphic novel, like legit comic books. And so one of the um, requirements to be able to apply to write for the new DuckTales is uh, uh, a series of comic books called uh, The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, which is a series of 12 comic book stories uh, that were came out through 92 and 94 uh, and actually pull heavily from the original comics that came out in like the 19... I want to say 50s and 60s, these things came out. Hmm. And you can see, like, these things heavily influenced. Now, some of them were unapologetically racist right? because uh, <laughs> of the times. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> At some point, if you want to see how deep those old school comic books went, mm-hmm. Google uh, 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 DuckTales and Inception. Like, the entire plot of Inception was told through a series of these old school Archie-style <laughs> DuckTales comics. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's what they pull from. That's mm-hmm. their source material. Yeah. So they're pulling from the same source material as the original series, but with DuckTales here, they've stay, they took the gloves off. Yeah. Uh, and you're absolutely right. So With a more modern writing style. Exactly. With more writing, modern style, more, more modern pacing, more respect for the audience, yeah. and appealing to a broader, I think, a broader swath. Yeah. yeah, it's like they said, hey, what if we did this but didn't act like kids are morons? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, and and my three year old, uh, who is like, you know, my three year old has a little Disney app because we don't have cable, but we uh, we stole password. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Point is, uh, he has his little Disney Now app, and and I I keep a sharp eye on what he's watching. And that kid goes back to watch Ducktales over and over and over again at three. Good and at thirty seven, I go back to watch the kids go to bed, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch this episode so I can really see what's going on here. <laughs> like when you can appeal to that broad of a range and be that goddamn good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, so you, so uh, uh, technical director Eli, for you, Disenchantment beats out Ducktales. I've well, I've only seen that first, like you know, forty minutes of Ducktales. Sure. Whereas I've watched five episodes or so of Disenchantment. You know, we'll so just if, so if we don't, so how? So okay, so you're thieving it. So, but like, how do we watch it? Uh, how, do I, how do I watch Ducktales? Yeah, you you're Disney? gonna have you're gonna have to get a hold of, of a Disney. <sighs> you have to have you have to have full cable, which carries the Disney XD channel. You can log into as long as you have, you can log into the browser and still watch online. But you have your your cable has to have that that subscription. And now I'm gonna say now, not that I would ever do this. You never but, no, you no would you never but would. But if you were to go looking for it through some of your traditional Android, uh, we'll call it gray market apps, maybe a, a gray uh, market. I'm going to call it Showbox. I know I'm just making a name up here. You're actually going to find none of it. And that is very surprising to people who might spend time on some of these types of gray market apps where you can find just about anything you can imagine. But if you're going to look there, or even if you're going to look, if God forbid you got into torrenting, which you should never do, and I don't subscribe to, and I certainly have never done, um, trying to find... Any of those old school Disney afternoon shows, the, I'm talking about the originals, mm-hmm. DuckTales, Tailspin, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, any of those, getting a hold of... trouble you call DW. Uh, D- Darkwing Duck, same thing. Which, by the way, Darkwing Duck gets major shout outs in this one. Oh, in really? this series, too. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you're going to have a really hard time getting your hands on it. It is almost impossible to find those old school series, which is strange because if, again, you happen to be inclined to... Tr- 
going to that area, you can find stuff that was not Disney. You can find stuff from that time period. You can find cartoons from that time period. It's Disney-specific stuff that has been almost completely scrubbed, which is, you can still find them, but it's a lot harder than it is to find anything else. I bet when they launch their new streaming app, it'll be a lot easier to find them. Uh, possibly. But Disney, I mean, same thing, like, even on YouTube. If you go searching YouTube, you can usually find, at least up for a little while, full episodes of animated series. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, you can find every episode of Ninja Turtles full and complete even on YouTube. Even game shows like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple, you can find. <laughs> but finding anything old school Disney, man, yeah. is hard. Now, I have found the new series available. I mean, sorry. I have heard that you can find the new series uh, available th- for torrenting. But you won't find the new series on any of your traditional gray market apps. Mm. Mm. Um, that's what my friends that do those types of things tell yeah, me. The, the, the chaotic neutral ones, not the lawful neutral good. Not me. Lawful good. That's me all the way. Totally. <laughs> that's what they say. Al Sterling? Oh, he's lawful good. That's yep. what I heard. Yep. <laughs> Wait, uh, if, if someone's going to purge the internet and have the resources to do that, maybe it's Disney. Be, I just, I yeah. don't even know how you do that because you can't stop the signal except Disney was like... 16-year-old hackers on it. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, I even found Pirates of Darkwater. Do you know how hard that was to get my hands on? You mean your friend did? Which, my friend got a hill of Pirates of Darkwater. Let, let me tell you something. If I get to petition for them to go back and finish a cartoon so I can get the goddamn end of the story, oh, it will be Pirates of Darkwater. Pirates of Darkwater was the greatest. That's oh. your deep cut, folks. Yep. If you watch Pirates of Darkwater, sup. Uh, okay, so there's your animation piece. So I think DuckTales for me was number one. Disenchantment's currently sliding in number one for you. Yep. What was uh, for you? Disenchantment? Disenchantment, number one. DuckTales, very close, number two. And that... Uh, DuckTales, number one for me. Okay, so yeah, I think I think for me, it honestly goes, I think just DuckTales and then Disenchantment. So both of those, I think, are sitting pretty one high. One A, one B. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I got no issues with Star Wars Resistance. I'm going to watch that. I'm obviously uh, all in on Voltron. But those two just are next level stuff there. So, yeah. uh, all right, let's get into our B roll. B roll. Okay, now you hold still, uh, uh, co host Liz. Let me get through the opening intro piece and then I'll let you go, I promise. Okay? I'm afraid to press the button. Uh, we're going to keep her on a really short lease for just a second. Did she here. know that she missed out last week on ranting about yeah, probably. Ruby Rose? We're not going to rant. Oh, we're I, not gonna, I know. We're gonna what do you need ranting? I was, it was, that was just going to be more drooling. And no, no, the, she had to quit social media too because of. Nope, 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 no. This episode, we're going to be positive. All right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who, of course, played, uh, uh, is it Tycho Rose? Was her character's name? Yeah, Rose. We'll go with Rose. I think it was Rose. Okay. Plays Rose in Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, had been, we discussed earlier, been run off of uh, social media because people are horrible, horrible, horrible things. Bastard coded bastard with a bastard filling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she dis- uh, she was gone for a little bit. We mourned people being terrible. Uh, and then this happened. So now. My girl clapped back at the haters in just the classiest way. Yes. Came back just, oh, this story made me so happy, so proud, like, this is something that we haven't seen yet. When we when we deal with these types of situations, she came back and she said, no, you will not break me down and you will not destroy this for me and other women out there. And, and I'm going to persevere and I'm going to rise up and I'm going to tell my story and you're going to goddamn listen to it. Yep. And it was amazing. She, she released a statement. I mean, and it's just, it's beautiful and it's sad, it's sad, it's heartbreaking. She goes back into like a little bit more of her history. You know, she, I I believe she's first generation Vietnamese American, but her parents are uh, immigrants and, and, you know, she tells stories of how 
you know, there's so much culture erasure because of, you know, societal standards and what, you know, what we're doing in society to, you know, people of color, women of color, uh, women in general, especially in the media. And you know, she talks about how her parents changed their names. To Tony and Kay. To Tony and Kay, like from more traditional Vietnamese names to more normalized, Americanized sounding names. And, you know, and so she goes back and she tells stories about, like, being with her, you know, she stopped speaking Vietnamese at a certain point because she was ashamed of of her culture and being made fun of. And she, you know, was out to dinner with her white boyfriend's parents one night when she was 17 and the waitress made some kind of offhanded comment about how they had an exchange student and just all this stuff, that stuff that she's obviously been dealing with her entire life. So it's building and building and building. And I think, you know, any woman can relate to this. Any, any person of color can relate to this about those little... Little things that may seem so the term the not term that, that we, terrible right the term that they use is microaggression yes. which is I it, think it, it a has, confusing it has, term it has, microaggression kind of has a bad rap because it, you know it's there's so much talk about the oversensitivity and the snowflakes and this and that but it yeah. really I mean it is a, you know calling a Vietnamese girl at a table with a family of white people a, an exchange student it's not aggressive the waitress wasn't being mean but check yourself. You know what I mean? Well, like, why would well, you automatically and assume that? And the thing is, is, it's, is, is yeah. that in that in, in particular instance, it's it's a little thoughtless, but it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, I don't think anybody should lose their mind over that. But if that is the third time that day that somebody has made a comment about your race, yep. it's yeah. going to eventually start to get frustrating. And if you've been dealing with that for 17 years uh, since, you were, since you were born... Yeah, that'll wear you down. And she wasn't 17 in the 60s, 70s, or 80s. We're right. talking like the 2000s. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I mean this I mean this I'm I'm 30 years old and I have experienced many of the things that she outlines in her statement as a woman. You know what I mean? Like one of the most one of the most pivotal quotes in this whole statement is uh you know, this is what it is to be a woman in a society that has taught its daughters that we are worthy of love only if we are deemed attractive by its sons. This is the world I grew up in, but not the world I want to leave behind. I have goosebumps just reading that. Like, yeah. this is this is what we need. And this is someone coming back in, in such a strong way and speaking her piece. And, you know, she took her time to kind of assess what had gone through, what had gone on and, and, and deal with things in a more private way and, and came back with just such a, a, an articulate and, and smart and strong and firm response to all of this hatred. And I, could not be happier, and I hope this sparks just a string of this of of women banding together and coming together and standing up. And we don't; it's not aggressive. It doesn't have to be aggressive. But the message here is: we need to start changing the way that we think about the world and the way we think about each other as human beings. You know, and oh, I'm just I'm so I'm so happy that this has. I wouldn't call it a happy ending, but this is getting so on the right track with w- where we need to be. So I want to, I want to share the, the end of the uh, end of the, uh, mm-hmm. the end of her quote here. Cause I think this part was really powerful. Uh, so she talks about how she's realized she's dealt with all of this garbage. She's not gonna do this anymore. Uh, and she says, so quote, these are the thoughts that run through my head every time I pick up a script or a screenplay or a book. I know the opportunity given to me is rare. I know that I now belong to a small group of privileged people who get to tell stories for a living, stories that are seen and heard and digested by a world that for so long has tasted only one thing. I know how important that is, I, and I am not giving up. You might know me as Kelly. I'm the first woman of color to have a leading role in a Star Wars movie. I'm the first Asian woman to appear on the cover of Vanity Fair. My real name is Luan, 
and I'm just getting started. Oh my God. Like it's literally every uh, hair on my body is standing right? straight up right now. Like I'm just so, I'm so full of girl power. I want to like rip my shirt off and jump on the table and like scream. I just, Let's save that for after the show, but I like where your head's at. Uh, yeah, but I, I want to meet a ham up in this bitch so hard right do it. now. <laughs> I do get more power too. And I also like, I think what the, and I think this is a really, it's a really easy thing to lose in the mix here. Mm-hmm. But she says, my real name is Luan. And first of all, I want to apologize to anyone who ever has met a person of Asian descent because I probably just slaughtered that pronunciation so badly. No, but, I think you're right. Um, but I think that's awesome that she's gonna that 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 she's gonna own that piece too. That she's gonna own this piece of her culture. Yeah. And and the thing about this is there is nothing about this that where she is blaming anyone else for anything. Right. This is about her own self identity and her own journey, and it's a very personal thing that she's putting out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and think, I, I love it. I don't think she's blaming anybody for anything, but I think that she's definitely calling out society as a whole. Sure. So hard and and. And that's what it really is. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you think about self, you know, women and self-esteem issues and, and, you know, no girl, no little girl has low self-esteem until somebody tells her that she should. You know what I mean? And this is all, this is all learned behavior and this is all ingrained in us. And we are taught to feel less than, and we are taught to feel like we are not enough and not good enough. And, uh, you know, and, and, and we are enough. We're more than enough. She's more than enough. And and she's amazing. And she has accomplished these great things. And especially as a woman, and especially as a woman of color, like that speaks volumes to how far we've come and the fact that she didn't let this break her down right. and she's stood up and she made this statement and she has stood up and said, this is what I've accomplished and, and I'm going to be great and you're going to watch. And if you don't like it, here's the fucking door, right. you know, like, well, and I think, and I wanted to make sure that we, maybe we mentioned this. I'm sorry. Did you have something? No, I was just say, and don't forget that it was properly published, you know, yes. and right. put yes. out into media. This was not a tweet. Good for you. This yes. was, yeah, Absolutely. this wasn't a, a Facebook message. This was this, this was, was the New article. York goddamn yes. times. Yeah, the yes. New York Times. If, if this was the seventies, sixties, any any time before now, they, this just wouldn't have got printed. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. Right. right. This would be a letter across somebody's desk that that someone would just toss in a trash can. Right. They, they'd have prescribed her some Valium and told her to stop being so hysterical, <laughs> you know, and and we'd have moved on from there. And the thing that she was getting so much hate for was playing the character in Star Wars that said, we're not going to win this war by killing people we hate. We're going to win it by saving the people we love. Which, so I want to go down, I want to go down a quick Star Wars thing on this, mm-hmm. but I want to pause because I don't want to take away from talking about Kelly Marie Train here real quick. So, you know, as, as, the, as a show... You know, part of what I have felt our mission has been, and I won't speak for anybody else, although I think I think I'm sitting around a table who people who agree with me. Part of what we have to do here at For Geek's Sake, not what we set out to do, to mm-hmm. be clear, when we started this show three, four years ago. But one of the things that we have found that we I think is important for us to do is to call out this toxic behavior and to call this bullshit for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's why I got no patience for Gamergate. It's why I will call them out every chance I get. Mm-hmm. But it was discouraging because we could spend episode after episode, and we have actually mm-hmm. spent episode after episode talking about one more person who fell victim to these assholes that have mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. And to be able to come back and spend our B-roll talking about somebody who clapped back, who came back in a big way, mm-hmm. just is so satisfying and so so encouraging. And if I'm going to spend time telling you about the toxic bullshit that goes on, you're damn right I'm going to scream from the rooftops 
about about people being able to clap back, from people being able to stand up and say, no, you're not going to take me down. No, you're not going to win. And I think in Star Wars fandom, more than any other fandom today, mm-hmm. you have a real you have a real culture war for the soul of the property. Yeah. 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 Um, in a way that you don't see with Marvel, in a way that you don't see with Star Trek, in a way that you don't see with, I mean, any other major property. Doctor Who, you guys talked about this last week, and by the way, great episode, and thank you, Nixie and Sir Ivan, by the way, yeah, for yeah. coming and doing the thing. But you don't even, like, like Jodie Whittaker got cast as the Doctor with nary a blip on the radar. I'm sure there were some toxic assholes that said a whole bunch of horrific things. Yeah. There always are, unfortunately. But they're British, so it sounded much more polite. That's true. <laughs> At least it was done with a polite accent. Yeah. Uh, but she was called a silly nanny and like a... <laughs> but you, you nitwit. Uh, but you Thumb did not bite, see, you didn't see that level of toxicity uh, over in Doctor Who, um, you saw that happening here. Yeah, you know, and, and oh, it to was, see, oh, it was just disgusting. And to see, and you see it happening with them going after Ryan Johnson over the film. Mm-hmm. You see them going after any person of color, any any female, any mm-hmm. hell. They go after white boys. Like they don't care. They go after anybody and everybody. If you don't fit into their neat, into, into the neat little box, the fan response is terrific and terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. It's really great to see them standing up, and we as fans of Star Wars here want to rally behind and say, uh, uh, we're with you 100%, Kelly or Luann, or whatever uh, uh, whatever name you want to go by. If you can include pronunciation key for me, I want to do it proper, that's all. <laughs> uh, but we're absolutely with you. And I, I personally am now just waiting for Ruby Rose to go personally start punching people in the face. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like that's how Ruby will respond. I feel like she's just going to get a hold of your names and addresses, show up at your door, <laughs> punch you once in the face, and walk away. Uh, at which point we will cheer for every single, every single punch. Every yes. single punch. Yeah, actually, I've decided to. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I'm pro punching. I'm, I'm pro Nazi punching. Uh, oh, I didn't have to think about it very long, but <laughs> there's a big. It doesn't matter. That's a big. I had a big like philosophical thought on yeah, it. Yeah. That was actually, sure. if you listen to uh, uh, Common Sense from Dan Carlin, Dan Carlin, for sure. He there's a really interesting philosophical conversation back and forth, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's really interesting. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that and realized, no, 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 no. <laughs> You gotta punch Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Not because it'll change the Nazi, but because it'll remind everybody else that if you're a Nazi, you get punched. Exactly. That's what you get for being a Nazi. Yeah. Because uh, nobody is going to feel bad for the guy who got for the Nazi who got punched. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, um, interesting Star Wars piece here too yeah. that I think mirrors this whole piece. Because if we're gonna talk about Star Wars, I'm gonna have to go down the rabbit hole for just a second. Do it. One of the things that you see in movies with Mikey. Uh, that he did in his in some of his discussions as his, his pontifications on the Force. I think is the name of the episode, which mm-hmm. was brilliant. Um, so throughout the original trilogy, and I will completely pronounce that from every, I want you to know my wife made fun of me for that, by the way. Uh, you listen to a previous episode. I tried saying it a different way and it came out. I won't repeat it. It's not pretty. Uh, if you watch the original trilogy, one of the things that they push there is this idea that you, cause uh, a lot of the Jedi religion, uh, mirrors a lot of Buddhist philosophy. And mm-hmm. the first tenet of Buddhism is all life is suffering mm-hmm. and that you have to free yourself from attachment to all worldly things, including People, including things, including ideas, you're supposed to free yourself from everything. So that, by the way, is actual Buddhism, not the California Richard Gere Buddhism. Actual Buddhism says all life is suffering and starts with that as your first tenet. I don't care. Richard Gere's a Buddhist? Yes. He's a very proud Buddhist who drives a fucking Maserati and lives in a mansion, which then goes so hard against the first tenet of Buddhism. But he's got a Zen garden. Oh, my God. White people ruin everything, don't we? (laughs) 
Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but y'all did a lot of good shit, too. I'm not trying I mean, to knock you for that. Uh, Americans in general, just uh, saying. American, yeah, just, <laughs> uh, anyway, the point here is, uh, so that was, and so this is one of the things that they talk about in broad strokes during the original trilogy, but they delve much deeper to in the, uh, in the prequels. And one of the main problems, the, actually the main conflict across the entire prequel is that Anakin is in love with Padme, mm -hmm. and Padme is in love with Anakin, but they're not allowed to do that because their love is forbidden. Mm -hmm. And all of the problems that literally killed, what, across Star Wars, trillions, easily trillions of lives that were lost mm -hmm. because the Jedi were forbidden to love. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the brilliant things that you get from Rose in that moment, mm -hmm. uh, when she saves... Uh, him, which was weird, and I had issues with him a plot point. Um, and I've got issues to be clear. I've got issues with Rose's character, not Kelly Marie Tran. She's fine. Rose's character still has a couple points in Last Jedi that I got issues with. That's I'm going to pretend like it's Ryan flawless. Johnson, though. Yeah, not not issues with Kelly Marie Tran or her performance. Just some pieces that were a little weird. Right. But when she says that too, I think that represents the uh, 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 them correcting course correcting from what you saw in the prequels. Mm -hmm. That this idea that that if love is the problem, then you're wrong. Love is never the problem. Mm -hmm. It's what we do as a result of that. Or when we try to say that love is bad is where the problem comes in. And that denial of love as a part of the Jedi is what had is one of the major things that had to end. And, and I think that's, that's what, what Luke means when he says that the Jedi have to end. Exactly. And when you see Yoda burn down the tree, and when you see all of these other pieces that come down, mm -hmm. it comes from this idea that we start out, if, if we look at this chronologically, not in the order that they came out, with the Jedi Order at it, at the height of its folly. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I would, and I think mirrors uh, intentionally mirrors the, the Catholicism back at that particular pre-Reformation days. Mm -hmm. uh, says that love, that certain types of love are not allowed. Um, even something as basic as love between a man and a woman, which typically isn't a source of great uh, uh, conflict, right. but is in this instance. And you see that that play out and fall apart and lead to the destruction of the Jedi Order and a giant war that kills trillions of people. Uh, and that's one of the things they're taking away. And one of the things that I think they're going to, I think JJ starts with the, uh, with, with the force awakens. Ryan Johnson continues in a big way throughout last Jedi. And I think you're going to see Ryan Johnson come back. No, sorry. JJ. You're going to see JJ come back and completely and complete that bow, mm -hmm. uh, in episode nine. So, um, if any of that saved sounded even vaguely interesting, go check out movies with Mikey Pontifications in the Force, and you'll hear it done much much better. Yeah, Amen. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, Kelly Marie Tran, we with you, girl. Ugh, ugh. So with you, so with you. So good. All right, can we do Liz's mom? Uh, no, no. Oh. We do Liz's mom last. You yeah. know that. I had to set you up. Uh, let's start with uh, thejlmo.com, your source for uh, awesome local work. You can find her blog and some of her short stories over at thejlmo.com. Uh, still waiting on book six. No rush. But the McShane murder mystery series, still waiting on book six. Just think, saying. Do you think she's going to uh, beat Martin? Uh, that actually was a part of their conversation last week. <laughs> I, I bet that she beats George R. R. Martin. I bet that I'm right book six of the series I haven't started yet. Uh, before George R. R. Martin kicks yeah, up, yeah. but I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think it's coming. <laughs> oh, don't do that. He, he's we over just, it. He's just, long over we it. We just came off a really good story. No, yeah, sorry. And you just broke my heart. Uh, but we're well, going to start with thegmo.com. We got our book recommendation. That's a good segue into my book recommendation. There you go. What you got for us? So I uh, have currently read a book called Fuck Feelings. <laughs> uh, it is written by uh, Michael Bennett and uh, Sarah Bennett. Um, 
both uh, doctors of the psychology field. Uh, the tagline of the book is one shrinks practical advice for managing all life's impossible problems. Um, it's a, a lighthearted, humorous, realistic self-help book that basically tells you to just chill out. And it's, <laughs> it's, it, I feel like it's the self-help book for people who hate self-help books because mm -hmm. self-help books are kind of generally, you know, there to make money um, and not really do anything. You know, the, ooh, the secret, just put it out in the universe. Just, well, the books just, to build an audience, then the conferences they throw for the books, uh, that's where they make the money. Right? Oh my God. You know what Tony Robbins is coming to Orlando? Don't care. Whoa, banana hands. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Fuck Feelings by Sarah and Michael uh, Bennett. Bennett. The Bennett's, by the way, the best dinner guests to bring. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I would love, I would love to have just two hyper-realistic, vulgar uh, psychologists uh, at my dinner table. I would just like to have them in my life, like just in general. <laughs> right. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, right. you know, I'm always on the kick of like uh, bringing a positive spin to uh, taking care of yourself and paying attention to your mental health. So yeah. I highly recommend this one. Awesome. There you go. So it's Fuck Feelings uh, by Sarah and Michael Bennett. Thank you uh, to you again, once again, to thejlmo.com. Yeah. JLMO. Uh, make sure you check out her books. Check, check out her stuff. You can find uh, Amazon, Kindle, and things like that. Hey, Al. Ask yeah. me how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Fuck feelings, bro. <laughs> ah, right. you right. get it. I think you're there. I think you're there. You get it. Uh, up next, thanks to Mr. T, we've got our celebrity death match. Death this match. This is our Richie Rich bout. We got Danny Rand v. Iron Man. How's this one go down? Now, I'm sorry. Wait, we'll say that again. Sorry. Hang on, hang on. Danny Rand yeah. v. Iron Man. So the Iron Fist versus Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Richie Rich bout. Uh, now, we are going to assume. The Iron Bout. The Iron Bout, yeah. too, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, we're going to assume that this is Danny Rand, like, the way he might be in season two. Yeah. Not the way he At, was through anything. End of season two. You know that, yeah. I, end of season two, yeah. What Iron Man suit? Let's go classic. Let's assume. Let's go like, like Mark. Let's, let's Mark three. one. Uh, ooh. Mark one. Well, no, I think Mark no, three was Mark the one. first one. Yeah, Mark one's the one he makes in the cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Mark three. <laughs> yeah, let's is go a, Mark three if we're sure. going. The first, yeah. the, the the one he has at the end of the first movie. Okay. Okay. So your classic Iron Man suit. Yeah. He's not busted. I know Hulkbuster armor. That's not fair. Yeah. Uh, how do you think this shit goes? I assume they start with literally throwing money at each other. Right, right, right. Like well, lots of bills. Because Danny Rand's ashamed of his fortune, right? So he doesn't. Like, Iron Man, uh, what, no, Tony Stark's throwing money, and Danny Rand's just screaming, I am the Iron Fist. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Protector of Kun Lao. <laughs> Protector of Kun Lao. I, I, re <laughs> I really wish this could be comic book Danny Rand, like from the immortal Iron Fist. That I am assuming would go, if we, if we pulled the Danny Rand from the comics. I'm assuming he just punches a hole through. Uh, the suit's gone in one punch. Well, right. The I, suit and Tony are both gone. Yeah, in but one I feel punch. like Iron Man just flies around in circles like 20 feet off the ground. Like, that's, ha -ha. that's true. His range attacks, uh, Iron Fist's range attacks, somewhat lacking. Yeah, but Danny Ren's very elusive. That's true. Yeah. I don't think you hit him. I don't think he hits him with his with his unibeam or revolver. I know, but Tony Stark is 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 more logical and kind of cunning and I feel like he's less, cocky though he's cocky mm -hmm. but yeah. he's less emotionally driven uh, I think that I think that Danny Rand is a little bit too broody and that could be his crutch Ooh, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. especially if we're going uh, end of end of uh, Iron Man one yeah where he's, he's totally like drunk That's I am Iron Man 
<laughs> is Tony drunk? Yeah, I mean, let's yeah, obviously. Yeah, but the drunker he gets, the better he's gonna do. Right. right? He, he just he never acknowledges Danny Rand. He just doesn't acknowledge him. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and Danny, you know, Danny Rand can't handle it, so uh, I don't know. I think that's true because really, the way you'd beat Tony is to is to get a, get at his ego, mm-hmm. and then you start to get under his skin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you could annoy him if you start after his ego, but I don't think Danny Rand is going to be the one equipped with the wit necessary. To no, get he's too self absorbed yeah. to, to right. ever take that route. Too self absorbed mm-hmm. and sad. I think I think the only way that Danny Rand can conclusively do this is if he gets uh, uh, Ryu's Shoryuken. You know, where he can launch up in the oh, air? yeah. Because if he can manage to get some distance, <laughs> then I think he can catch Iron Man unawares. This is one of those, like, old MTV death matches where they, they start out and you think it's going to be an, e- an epic match, but they just talk big game until one of them, you know, goes down for some reason just That's verbal. True. That's true. Somebody, gets, somebody eventually gets bored. I, like, yeah. Hawkeye just takes them both out and is like, I'm done. That, that... <laughs> I think that's it. I think Hawkeye wins. That's yeah. my goal. Hawkeye that's my wins. Hawkeye wins. <laughs> that's where Hawkeye's been. That's where Hawkeye's been this entire time. He shows uh, up at our death match and just just boom, will boom. you guys just stop? Just two arrows. You know what? Yeah, no, I'm calling it absolutely. That's yeah. that's the yeah the winner of this of this celebrity death match of this superhero death match is Hawkeye. It's Hawkeye. Hawkeye wins. He's in the rafters. Two <laughs> arrows fired at once. Boom, boom. They both drop. Winner of the iron match is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I love it. What do you think? Only if we can call him Ronan. That's fine. You call him oh, Ronan. Yeah? Sure. Right. Not for another. I don't think you call him that till next May, but that's fine. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's how that piece is going to get out. Um, okay. Uh, now we can do Liz's mom. Exciting news. Uh-huh. The world's largest bounce house is now touring the U.S. at 10,000 square feet. This bounce house is large enough to live in. The rent is pretty expensive, but that's mostly due to inflation. Why'd you flub? <laughs> so good. Patreon.com. Don't fucking call attention to sake. it. Dude, I know. I We're t- real on this show. We got nothing. <sighs> this is a no spin zone. <laughs> this is. <laughs> that's. Uh, Patreon.com slash for geek's sake. Make sure you check it out. That's, that might be the first time I've flubbed a pun on this entire. Yep. Yeah. This entire. Yeah. So. I've been, I'm, I'm rusty. I've been gone for a little bit. I'm, I'm rusty. Apologies to Liz's mom. We'll, sorry. we'll do you better next, I'm next week. I'm sorry. FGS 2019 summer party. Um. You know, 10,000 square foot inflatable. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. Can we get Shinobi out here? Yeah. tricks in the 10,000 square foot inflatable house. <laughs> oh, my God. What could Shinobi do? Everything. With an actual. What can't Shinobi do? Well, I think at that point, the weird question would be what else he would have. Like, he just, I mean, he's just going to jump. Like, there's nothing. Like, hold that else in the bounce house. You have to put a bunch of obstacles in there. Right. Because really, the parkour thing requires other things to grab onto and whatever. Uh, okay. Well, that's going to that's gonna do Liz's mom. Let's hit some shameless plugs. Uh, Dan. As always, you can find me at EpicEventsOrlando.com for all your DJ services. And then I've got another plug, and then I've got an unplug. Uh oh. <gasps> yeah. So uh, the first one, the the plug is for Marvel's Wolverine: The Long Night, which is an upcoming podcast. They're going to debut oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. September twelfth, and this is like an audio play where they've got multiple actors playing different parts. Right. They've got amazing special we talk uh, about sound effects and score. I think you and I talked about it privately. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah, this looks really good. Um, they put out a couple of trailers recently, and it's getting me very excited. Um, and the other one um, is basically, uh, remember all those times that I plugged Alistair Stevens' podcast? You can just forget about that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. why? It turns out he's the worst. Oh, oh no. Why? 
we'll talk about it off air. But, oh. but uh, I am both sad and not surprised. Yeah, all kinds of bad toxicness there. Oh, oh. no. So. That's all I'm going to say. Cut out of our Glad I never went after him as a guest. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. (laughs) We'll just stick with movies with Mikey. Mikey's awesome. Yeah. All right. Eli, what you got for us? I'm going to continue banking mine. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's going to come out with like an hour and a half worth of (laughs) plugs. We're going to have a full episode. Just Eli's plugs. Eli's plugs. You got it. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, for geek's sake, for geek's yeah, sake. That's, that's, that's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, do I have a shameless plug this week? I don't. Think I, I, I don't. That was what I was asking. Uh, asking you. Oh crap! I don't have a shameless plug this week. Okay, it's all good. You don't have to I feel have. Like one. I had one, and then and then the episode went on. I do. I will. I would like to. Maybe my shameless plug is uh, is Alka Seltzer cold and flu because <laughs> that's what I'm on right now. So. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've only got one for you this week. Well, actually, I've got two. Um, the first one is uh, Hillywood, who does a bunch of parodies. Some of them are amazing. Some of them are okay, but some of them are absolutely amazing. So they did a Supernatural one a long time ago. Uh, that was one of my favorite ones they've ever done. And they actually dropped a, 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 par- a second Cyber Supernatural parody featuring a ton of the cast of Supernatural. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. The production quality is insane. So if you enjoy any of the Hollywood stuff, uh, check out the new Supernatural one. That's, that, that was really, really good. Right on. Uh, also, on just the completely opposite end here, uh, I do occasionally like movies that don't involve superheroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ooh. I finally sat down to watch one that I've been wanting to watch a long time for a while now. It's uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Ooh, how was it? Which that? is a remake of the Agatha Christie novel uh, that was turned into a movie a long, long time ago. Uh, it was amazing. It had the feel of... you. It, it, watching it, it felt like the uh, these were a bunch of actors that just got together and just did this for funsies. Yeah. Like, that doesn't feel like... It doesn't have all the stuff that you normally expect like a big Hollywood movie to have. It's a very casual, very, like... Like, a, a lot of times, you know, you watch these movies, and I, I now try to watch these movies and catch the subtleties for what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? The little things, like when I catch that, like like we talked about, like Misty Knight has her, her teeth bared when she punches, as opposed to Danny Rand looking very calm. Uh, it's, a very, it's a very small, subtle touches that can do a great job. This thing had no, not, not, no subtle touches whatsoever. Yeah. This had really obvious, like... There's it's about like, as subtle as Clue. It, it really is. Like, there's an entire scene where they're literally sitting in the exact same pose as uh, 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 the, the Last Supper, the famous yeah. Last Supper painting. Like, they're all, like, holding... Po- and they're, like, they're literally not moving. They're holding still in the movie in the Last Supper pose. Like, but it's fun and it's a great whodunit. And I couldn't get through the original film. I tried mm-hmm. to. I just, I couldn't. It was, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I, sometimes I just can't do the old movies. But this one was interesting and it was fun and it was, it was a lot of stuff going on. It's a drama. Uh, it's a drama first. It's absolutely a drama. But if you like that slower paced kind of whodunit stuff, brilliant. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. Little so splashes Mar- of comedy here and there. Yeah. Some funny moments. But this is a drama first. Yeah. Uh, so Murder on the Orient Express. This is one that came out, I think, 2016, 2017. Something, something like, that. like that, yeah. So you can check that one out. Uh, and that's going to do it. We done? We good? We done. We good? Mm-hmm. All right, look at that. All right, folks. Well, uh, once again, I want to thank you guys so much. Make sure you check us out on our website for geeksake.org. Also, catch us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, please, please, please recommend this to a friend. Share it with your friends. That would mean so much to us. If you would just let your friends know about our awesome show, and please let us know comments, what you liked, what you hated, what you think, uh, what you think we should make Elijah wear for a random episode. Hit that bell. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. What is that? It, 
drives the numbers up. Oh, no, I don't need a thing. I don't want fake numbers. I want real numbers. Shut so. up. Shut your mouth. Smash that bell. Uh, that's going to do it. So <laughs> until next time, this is Al Sterling saying, fuck Wolverine. First, he rides my coattails with the R rating, and then that hairy motherfucker ups the ante by dying. What a dick. Well, guess what, Wolvie? I'm dying in this one, too.